Our first reading for today is from the seventh chapter of Genesis. In the 600th 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened, and rain fell upon the earth forty days and forty nights. On the very same day, Noah and his sons, Shem and Ham and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them, entered the ark, they and every beast, according to its kind, and all the livestock according to their kinds, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, every winged creature They went into the ark with Noah, two and two, of all flesh in which there was the breath of life. And those that entered, male and female, of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. The flood continued forty days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth. And the ark floated on the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them fifteen cubits deep. And all flesh died that moved on the earth. Birds, livestock, beasts, all swarming creatures that swarm on the earth, and all mankind. Everything on the dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. He blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. They were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left and those who were with him in the ark. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the sixth chapter of Romans. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his... We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Our third reading is from the 19th chapter of John. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there. So they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. 
since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first, and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled, not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, they will look on him whom they have pierced. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Deliver me, O Lord, my God, for you are the God of my salvation. Rescue me from my enemies. Protect me from those who rise against me. In you, O Lord, do I put my trust. Leave me not, O Lord, my God. Rescue me from my enemies. Protect me from those who rise against me. Deliver me, O Lord, my God, for you are the God of my salvation. Rescue me from my enemies. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Every person in the world needs water to live. Without water, we just won't live too long. And God loves water. When God first created the heavens and the earth, they were basically described in the Bible like a big blob of water until God started pulling up land and calling forth animals. Every person in the world needs water to live. Without water, we just won't live too long. We need water so much that people will even fight over this resource. States in our own country are locked in enormous legal battles out west because some towns are literally running out of water. Everyone's fighting for it. Because we all need water to live. Without water, we die. We can't live without water, but then there are times when too much water will kill us. Ask anyone who ever lived through a flood, and they will testify how deadly too much water can be. Water can pick up homes. Water can uproot trees. Water can sweep people away. Ask anyone who's ever lived through a hurricane. If too much water is deadly, and they will testify to what water can do. Some storm surges are 10 or 20 feet high and can sweep in miles, wiping everything away. You may even remember this. Back in 2011, there was an earthquake off the coast of Japan. And it caused a massive tsunami that swept over parts of the island. Over 19,000 people died in just this one event. Cars, buildings, entire towns were swept away. And sadly, the world was able to watch all of this unfold in real time. If anyone has ever doubted the world has fallen into sin, 
Just talk to someone who's gone through a flood or a hurricane. If anyone ever doubts this world was cursed in the fall, just have them watch the video footage of the tsunami that hit Japan. But we don't need that. Today we heard our own testimony from God himself. In Genesis, we saw the most horrendous use of water the world has ever seen and ever will see. The flood in Genesis didn't just sweep away a few cars. The flood in Genesis did not just sweep away one town or even hit one nation like Japan. The flood raced across the entire world. That flood overtook the highest mountain peaks. It was a deluge over the driest deserts. All the people who were comfortable and happy with their lives and their love of sinning were all swept away by those waters. Those waters killed everything and everyone. The only ones spared were the eight people on the ark and the animals with them. Everything else was dead. Everything else was gone. God created water. When God made the heavens and the earth, the Bible describes them as a blob of water, a water mass that God then shaped into what we see today. It's interesting that something God created for such good water then became so destructive. But that's what happened with the fall into sin. What God has created for good was twisted, perverted to become something evil, to become something God did not want. God told Adam and Eve if they ate, they would die. And not just them. Everything in creation would become twisted and perverted through their desire to become like a God. So actually, if you don't like floods, blame us. We're the ones who did this. If you don't like hurricanes, you're not alone. But we did this to ourselves. Same thing with tornadoes, earthquakes, any natural disaster. If you hate the thought of people drowning, everyone hates that. But we did it to ourselves. But still, as destructive as water can be, we still need it, don't we? After a couple of days of water, we would slowly begin to die. And sometimes water can kill us, but without it, we will die. And God knows this. So God doesn't get rid of water just because it could kill us. God does something even better. God repurposes water. God blesses water for it to be used in a very different way. When Jesus was crucified after six hours, he breathed his last and he died on the cross. To prove he was dead, a Roman soldier took his spear and thrust it into Jesus' side. It went from his chest straight into his heart. And when the soldier withdrew the spear, blood came out. And above the blood was water. 
Because he was dead, the fluids in Jesus' body started to separate into their components, blood and water. And when the blood and water came out of his side, Jesus ushered in his two sacraments, the Lord's Supper and baptism, firmly rooted in his crucifixion. Jesus ushered in the two sacraments that bring us back to that cross of Jesus where he did so much for us in that sacrifice. God knows that water can bring us death. A flood will drown us. But God also knows we need water to live. We have to drink it. And through Christ, God did something even better with water. God now uses water. To put us to death. But not to drown us by holding our heads underwater. No, the only thing Jesus is drowning through the water of baptism is our sinful nature. Through the baptism, he drowns it every single day. And yet God also knows we also need water to live. So out of that baptismal water, God also gives us life. Through the resurrection of Jesus And this is what baptism does. It connects you to Jesus in his cross by drowning your sinful nature. And baptism connects you to Jesus in his resurrection from the dead. So that as Jesus walks out of the tomb on Easter morning, you are walking out right next to him. I know we probably don't remember our baptisms. Unless we were baptized as a child or an adult, we won't remember. But that's okay. I don't remember the day my mother gave birth to me. But it's still a precious day for me, even though I don't remember it. And for Jesus, the day you were baptized was very precious to him. It was your birthday, the day he gave you a new birth. Of water and his spirit. And we also can cherish that day. Because that was the day Jesus began to use water in your life in the most holy of ways. He drowns your sin, putting it to death every day. And Christ gives you new life through his resurrection every day, all poured over you in your baptism through water and the promise. That he's made to you through his word. And he never goes back on his promises. Amen. And now may the peace of our God which surpasses understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.